0: Hello, and welcome to Behind the Scenes of Industry Professionals, the show that covers each profession imaginable behind the camera. I am your host, Vicki Sarkeesian. As you may know, there are many different aspects that make a television series come to life. Most importantly, pre-production. Today, we are going to talk to the writer who creates it all. She has spent her recent years as a writing assistant, building up her skills, and even graduated from UCLA's professional TV comedy writing program. My guest today is Sierra Ducharme Hansen, who is the writer of CBS's true crime series I Met My Murderer Online. Hi! Thank you so much, Sierra, for being, for being here with us today to talk about your journey and pretty much of how course. you came to where you are now. So what motivated you exactly to become a writer?
1: I can't remember a time where I didn't want to be a writer, if I'm being honest. Um, I grew up in a household, you know how a lot of households have music playing all of the time? Yeah. I always had the TV on in the background, (laughs) and so it was always like an episode of Monk or Law and Order or Friends or whatever was playing on in the background. And I always loved it and these stories and connecting with these characters, but it wasn't until I was probably around 11 or so that I realized, I vividly remember the first time I realized being a TV writer was a job, (laughs) that I was um, watching the credits to some show, who knows what it was now, um, and it just said written by, and I was like, oh, like it just clicked for me. That's, so, a, that's thing. a thing. Um, and I had already loved writing. Um, both of my parents are strong writers, too. So they had just given me notebook, and notebook, and pencil, and pencil. And I just filled all of these up. And I was writing all these short stories that were like 90% dialogue.
0: Oh, that's so And it awesome. wasn't
1: until high school that someone was like, that's a script. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I grew up in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. It's the last place movies are made (laughs) um and so I had some wonderful teachers who helped me learn how to write a script and it was so sweet because they had to learn too they didn't know yeah um but we figured it out together and the rest is history
0: do you think a specific person inspired you to become a writer like do you think your parents were a big influence on you as well
1: Absolutely. Um, My parents have been so supportive of it from the beginning Um, and they're both great writers themselves. Very different style than me. They're both these like beautiful narrative writers whereas I write mostly dialogue Uh and so but they were so so supportive and I had some of the best teachers in the world who, who supported me who were mostly like novel writers or playwrights who when I said I wanna write for T V, they were like, Okay, I guess I'll Google it and then teach her <laughs> and they were um they were so amazing. But it wasn't until LA I really got to learn the ins and outs of actually how T V writing works.
0: I got you. And before you started working on I Met My Murderer online, did you like did you work on more of a specific kind of genre of writing, like more fiction or more, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Almost exclusively fiction is what I worked on before this. Um, I did, the, like you said, the UCLA TV writing program mm. in comedy. So I came to LA wanting to become a sitcom writer.
0: Awesome.
1: Which um, is pretty different than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, but um, I realized that I also had these this love of these procedural crime shows, like a. Psych, A Castle, a Bones, all of those kind yeah. of shows. And I especially liked the ones that had a bit of levity to them. Yeah. Like like Psych is probably one of my all-time favorite shows that has this balance of this comedy kind of tone, but the plot lines of these kind of whodunits. And I found a middle ground there in these comedic procedurals. And then I basically fell into true crime. So, you know, we're figuring it out.
0: Now you got to where you are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, When it comes to writing, what challenges do you think you face the most?
1: Oh, I think any writer would tell you the same thing. Just getting down and writing the words. (laughs) It's, It's the sitting down. I've never heard anyone but writers complain about writing so much
0: just putting it on paper is the hardest (laughs) part
1: oh my god it's in your brain and you sit down and you have to like especially those first like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. you're forcing yourself to type words which feels so wrong because like writers we love writing but those first 15 minutes are almost painful and then you get into a rhythm and it's totally fine and you're like that was great
0: I'm sure. I'm um, yeah, I feel like writer's block definitely happens oh, to, like, way too yeah. often.
1: <laughs> Amen.
0: And when you're writing, do you usually go through like a certain amount of drafts? Like do you keep coming back to it or is it just something like you think you can keep going with? Like how you said like a rhythm pretty much?
1: Yeah. I don't have a specific number of drafts I do to consider it done per se. But some of the best advice I ever got was when you're writing You're never done. Uh You just have to eventually hit send. Like you could work on something forever, but you have to be careful about when you start changing it just to change it and when you're improving it. Uh Because you can change things over and over and over again, but at some point you stop improving it and you have to learn when that moment is, which is really hard.
0: No, I feel like that makes sense because I feel like you're kind of your hardest critic. So, you kind of have to like realize like when to stop and okay, be like, okay, I think this is the end.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I really struggled, especially when I had first started writing and putting on plays and stuff in college, with taking every note I got, Mm -hmm. with assuming everyone else was more qualified than me to tell me how to write my own stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel like as a writer, you kind of have your own unique aspect and like your own unique touch, I guess. So, working on your own scripts and everything, too
1: absolutely and it's you got to be able to take in notes but you can't take in every single one yeah or you lose you lose all that is your own writing
0: yeah that's true especially taking it personally too
1: (laughs) yes you can't you can't take getting a note personally (laughs) but you can't take every note either so it's this weird balance that I definitely took forever to figure out but I think Mm -hmm. I'm finally
0: getting there do you think working with 444 has helped you with your writing skills
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> um, so 444 is the um, production company that we work with for um, I at a Murderer Online, which is a true crime reenactment show, which basically means it's part essay of the voiceovers and these experts talking about the case. And um, the other half of it is these reenactments staged with actors and finding the middle ground of kind of both of those things. Is really fun, that balance. And on top of all of that, I have to write
0: fast. Mm-hmm.
1: I have turned around a half hour script um, in as little as three days. Wow. And it teaches you you can't just you can't be too precious, especially when writing a first draft, because you just have to get it on the page. And this job has taught me over and over and over again, Don't overthink it, just get it on the page. <laughs>
0: Uh uh-huh I feel like it also pushes you too
1: oh my gosh yes the pure quantity of this job is more than anything I've ever experienced before (laughs) but it's been such a good experience because practice makes progress
0: and it's definitely
1: been practice practice practice
0: do you think you developed like a routine when it comes to writing scripts for 444
1: yes absolutely I tend to do about a I can write them in three days. I try not to. <laughs> um, but I tend to do one or two days that is just pure research. I print everything out. I get my highlighters. Very, I'm a very tactile person. So I like getting them on paper in front of me, writing on all of them. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I write out the reenactment list and the cast list and the prop breakdowns and all of those kind of things that are needed for production. And then I write. It's a four-act structure which basically means there are three commercials in it Uh right after act one after act two and after act three Uh um and i try to write two acts one day two acts the next day and then spend one day cleaning it all up
0: so like you obviously said how you're never done writing how do you think you improve your own writing skills like on your own like do you think other people around you help you out or do you as yourself like do you set your own goals
1: Um, every writer does it so differently. I have improved immensely by taking some advice from an old writing teacher, which Mm. said, if you don't live your life, you have nothing to write about.
0: That's really good advice.
1: (laughs) Really good advice. And I was very much the type of kid who was so hyper Focused on this goal, which I needed to do when I was in high school and middle school and elementary school and whatever, because I knew I wanted to go to L.A. and write for TV really young, mm-hmm. and I knew that that was not something that had a logical step from where I currently was. I got you. in this like small town surrounded by cows. Like I knew <laughs> I was going to have to do something. Yeah, right.
0: Like a change um, environment.
1: Yeah, and so I studied writing. I wrote all of the time. Um, I in college, I put on play after play after play of my own stuff just to get it off the ground and hear my own writing. And then I got to L.A. and I realized I really didn't actually have that much to write about. (laughs) (laughs) Because my whole life was about writing and acting. I got an acting degree and no one wants another show about writers or actors. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what's improved my writing the most is fully taking advantage of living my own life which of course COVID got in the way of all of that
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um but I think just getting to know people that are different from you being surrounded by culture I mean this city is great for that and it's definitely improved by writing
0: for sure and do you think being here and being surrounded by this new environment sparks you to come up with new ideas like let's say like you're writing a script outside of 444 do you think that these real life events around you and the people that you meet around you influence you to write
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, every writer I know uses the Notes app because you're either out and about um, or sleeping. Those seem to be the two <laughs> times where people get ideas, or mm, at least yeah. I do. Um, That's true. But I'll be out and about and I'll overhear a little piece of conversation. And that sparks that, like, ooh, what's that? I mean, writers and actors are the biggest... Um, stalkers in public ever <laughs> just oh my gosh I'm just eavesdropping like nobody's business when I'm oh my
0: out there. <laughs> no that's so relatable though because you're hearing a conversation going on you're like okay this is the great line for a script about I don't know what but I'm gonna figure it out
1: <laughs> exactly and my um biggest strength when it comes to writing is dialogue mm-hmm. um and that comes from just listening
0: mm-hmm. you just
1: have to listen to how people talk and how different people talk. You can't just listen to how your family talks because Uh you tend to all talk very similarly, right? Yeah. But if you need a piece of advice I got about writing dialogue, like if you take an episode of Friends, right, Uh and you printed out the script and you took out all of the character names, you would still know which line went to which person Mm -hmm. because each of them sound different. That's true, and we do in real life. And so, you want to be able to take the character names off of your script and know, and somebody other than you should know, yeah, <laughs> um, the different characters. And that just comes from eavesdropping, dropping, and listening, and all of that kind of stuff.
0: No, yeah, for sure. I feel like that's so important to kind of take advantage of your surroundings and the people in it as well
1: especially in a town like this one where yeah. people will say the weirdest things in public but i love
0: it <laughs> no it's the best that's when your note apps your note app comes in handy <laughs> yes and since you have years of experience is there anything that you know now that you probably didn't know when you first began your career
1: oh i knew nothing oh i knew nothing <laughs> about writing about tv writing about the tv industry about any of it and the funny thing is I thought I knew everything because I had seen 30 Rock and I was like well that's how TV works (laughs) (laughs) um and like to an extent kind of um but oh my gosh I wrote all of these scripts so there's two different kinds of scripts that you tend to write when you're starting out in the TV Mm -hmm. world you there's a spec script and an original pilot Uh an original pilot is This is my new idea for a show. And a spec script is an episode that you write of an already established show. Mm
0: -hmm. Basically,
1: it's fan fiction. Yeah. Right? Where you are proving that you can write in the style of somebody else's show. Because more often than not, when you're a TV writer, you're writing somebody else's idea, not your own. Yeah. Because you're on staff in these rooms. And I wrote a Brooklyn Nine-Nine spec in college (laughs) that I was so proud of.
0: I was awesome. like,
1: "This, I they should they should put me in the staff of Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> like, this should be enough for me to get my start. And it
0: was awful. Oh no, you really thought oh, so?
1: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like not necessarily the plotting or the dialogue was awful, but I could not have formatted it more wrong if I tried.
0: Uh it's about like, that. Counts. No one would have <laughs>
1: even read it. Oh. Uh-huh um but you just you don't know till you know and you make mistakes and i learned from going to a million different talks and q and a's mm-hmm. and reading books and more so than anything just sitting down watching tv and realizing if you want to write for tv you have to watch tv differently That's you cool. can watch a show for enjoyment but then you also can watch shows to analyze them right mm-hmm. where you sit down and i started doing this um, pretty early on, when I got to LA, where I'd sit down with an episode of television I'd seen a million times over, and pause every two seconds, and I I timed how long was that scene? You know, how long was each scene moving? And I'd have the script in front of me true, too, and be mm-hmm. like, how many lines did the main character speak in the first act?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, how many pages did it take for us to get to if it was like a crime procedural to the murder to the first clue to the second clue?
0: That's really interesting, actually. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it it becomes a formula. Yeah, which is a complex formula, which is why most people don't realize it's a formula. Hmm. Um, but it all comes back to that rhythm. And watching TV is great, but you also have to know how to watch TV.
0: No, that definitely makes sense because how you're saying, like, you didn't really know anything when you first started out, so that's why you kept watching TV and analyzing these shows to kind of have a sense of how to do it on your own. Absolutely. Uh huh. And so when it comes to writing, too, I know you talked about, like, the good parts that you like about it, but do you ever find yourself kind of discouraged as well? If you're writing something that's kind of, like, outside of your comfort zone, like, kind of like, I met my murderer online, you said that you were, at UCLA, you are writing, like, sitcoms and stuff like that, so was working with 444 kind of discouraging when you first started?
1: Um, I almost didn't have time to feel discouraged with (laughs) 444 because... I had shown up on set as a script supervisor, which Mm -hmm. funnily enough, I also didn't know what a script supervisor was. (laughs) I had found them online. They'd been like, we want you to work for us. And I was like, I literally don't know what the job is. They were like, that's okay, show up. (laughs) Um, Which again, was a little risky of me to show up since the show was called I Met My Murderer Online.
0: Oh gosh. But
1: I did. Um, (laughs) And it was one of the best decisions I ever made. And I was doing some script supervising, which is basically just, keeping track of notes all day for the editors to know mm-hmm. how to use the footage. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that they were running behind on scripts and I advocated for myself in a way I'm super proud of past me for, <laughs> and just said, hey, I write. And they said, okay, here's a script. <laughs> um, we need it back in like four days. And I was like, oh, okay.
0: That was your test. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It really was, and so I didn't have any time to get nervous, to mm-hmm. doubt myself, or anything, because I just had to get it done. Uh huh. Which I think was the best way to get it done. But I do definitely struggle. Oh, sorry, my citizen app just rang. Hopefully that didn't go through. But uh, <laughs> but um, I definitely struggle with motivation to sit down and write when in those times when it's not all um easy Mm -hmm. when I'm outlining something that's a little trickier you hit a roadblock in your script where you're like oh I don't know how to get out of the scene yeah but I learned um very quickly that part of the writing process is letting it sit in the back of your brain that your brain kind of unconsciously figures it out yeah that I've learned to feel less guilty about taking a few days off from a script especially when it's a personal one and I'm not deadline
0: yeah of course kind of
1: let it figure itself out
0: Uh uh-huh i feel like sometimes you need to let it like sit and marinate for like a good couple of days take some time and think and then come back to it
1: yeah i mean i have scripts that i'm coming i'm currently working on a script i wrote three years ago Uh uh-huh that i really love the idea still but i'm a better writer than i was three years ago so i'm still coming back to it
0: yeah awesome yeah i feel like you just gotta keep improving amen Is that what you're working on? Is that the newest thing you're working on?
1: Yeah, it's a new thing and an old thing all in one. But it's a sitcom based in Salt Lake City, which is where I went to college. Um, Really interesting place. Um, And I, there's this bar, this real bar in Salt Lake City that's right across from Temple Square, which is where the big Mormon temple is. And so I set us to come in this bar that follows a girl who's just left the Mormon faith and gets a job working at the bar, and figuring out what her new life looks like. So it's like Cheers, which I'm sure you're way too young to know Cheers. <laughs> I'm too young to know Cheers, honestly. But it's an old show about a bar, and but it's but Mormon, basically.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Actually, are you like? So you've been working on it for a couple years. Do you think you might wrap it up anytime soon? Or would you want to make it into something bigger?
1: Well, I thought it was wrapped up about two years ago. (laughs) And now I'm looking at it. um, And you get notes. And I didn't agree with the notes at the time. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, no, I get what they were saying. And I can go back and I can fix it. My goal would be, with everything I'm writing right now, to use it as a sample for staffing, Mm -hmm. um, where you have your manager, your agent, or you yourself if you don't have one like me send Mm -hmm. it out to be like look I could write on your show look I can write in the tone of your show
0: Uh uh-huh that's awesome yeah and do you like where do you see yourself as a writer so you're working with 444 right now but do you think you could ever see yourself moving on to being something bigger or working in like a more specific genre of writing
1: yeah, I love working with four free four, and I will work with them as long as they'll have me. <laughs> because I just I love it's hard to be a TV writer and they've given me my first shot at it, and that's been an incredible experience. But ultimately, I do not want to be working in nonfiction.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I want to be re- working in like fully scripted dialogue based um, stuff, and I am very open to what that looks like. Yeah. Ideally, I would like th- my all time favorite show like structure that I would like is something along the lines of like a Brooklyn Nine-Nine or a Psych where it follows that kind of combines that whodunit mystery element to the the comedy tone.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. That's super cool. Well, I'm so happy that you found your place at 444 and that they kind of give you that whole jumpstart to get into your writing career
1: it's very hard to get your foot in the door if you are not a legacy kid in this industry of
0: course um
1: and i definitely had my fair shot of working for people that i thought were going to give me my shot and didn't Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get taken advantage of especially as an assistant in this town yeah but you just have to kind of wait it out and find the people that are going to take
0: a chance on you yeah of course and do you think working with past people has definitely brought you to where you are now?
1: Absolutely. I had to learn the lessons I learned. Um, mm-hmm. I hope other people don't have to. I hope I can help <laughs> other people not have to make all of the same mistakes where I let myself get walked on and mistreated mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. Because you're told that you got to pay your dues or whatever, right? Yeah. But it taught me to have some self-confidence And be able to stand up for myself Mm -hmm. that I think prepped me perfectly to be able to be there in the room and take a job I knew nothing about. Yeah. And then beyond that, be able to advocate for myself confidently in the moment.
0: Of course. It brought you Um, so far.
1: Yeah. But you have to, it was not easy. It was not an easy thing. And, the thing about writing is you can't really see the future because it all changes so quickly. Mm-hmm. You don't know what your next week looks like, let alone next year, let alone ten years from now.
0: Uh huh. Let but alone tomorrow. <laughs> to,
1: oh my gosh! Right, <laughs> but it's um. But in my opinion, it's worth it.
0: Yeah, it definitely is worth it, and I feel like even going through those jobs, even though they weren't the best, it also did bring you through some character development, and it really (laughs) did bring you to where you are now. Maybe you can write a script about it, who knows?
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, someday when those writers aren't working, and we'll know who I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much again, Sierra, for being on the show today, and if anyone is interested in seeing her writing come to life... Head to imetmymurdereronline.com to check out their station list. And for more information about our guests, go to kpcradio.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Vicki Sarkeesian, and I hope you can all join me again next week.